Welcome to AV Plus, the podcast from Commercial Integrator. I'm Adam Forzigati, Senior Web Editor here at CI. And whether there are actually students occupying your local school district's classrooms, school safety is clearly a top concern across the country right now. And what school safety has actually meant has evolved greatly over the last few years. Obviously, physical security and access control are still huge, but spending on cyberbullying prevention has also increased, especially this year when most of the students are online at least part of the time. Now more than ever, we feel that campus safety is at the helm of the technology integrator, and a new set of guidelines aimed at integrators was just released. The Partner Alliance for Safer Schools, or PASS, has released its newest edition of guidelines that detail best practices for securing school facilities. On this episode of AV Plus, we speak with NSCA Executive Director Chuck Wilson, who had a hand in creating those guidelines, to learn about their affiliate program for installers and what new guidelines stand to affect the integration industry the most. And since there's not much to report in AV News this week, we'll get to that conversation right now. You represent the National Systems Contractors Association, but you also work pretty closely with PASS, and that's just the, uh, the Partner Alliance for Safer Schools. And I understand that they've dropped some, some new regulations or guidelines, if you will, for, for schools across the country. So Chuck, can you explain to me what your relationship is uh, in terms of the NSEA with PASS and, and why you have now uh, started promoting their, um, their, their guidelines uh, for, for the education market? I'm one of the two co-founders of, of PASS. So I go back to the very beginning of PASS. And what happened was, um, you know, we were part of a, you know, an initiative to go out and talk to school districts and to go talk to our members on behalf of our member companies is to go, go to conferences and trade shows and different venues where we would talk about school safety in the context of what does a technology roadmap look like for a school, a school that would have like no cameras, no intercom, no paging, no, no anything, access control, no door locks or anything like that. So we would be out talking to schools about, you know, the investment that they would need to make to get the technology needed to make the school safer. And one thing led to another um, to where we had visited so many schools that had asked us for a plan, you know, show us what to do. What do we do after we, you know, can get some funding? So about four or five years ago, we created our first set of guidelines that just took a school through the very basics of security and life safety equipment all the way through the advanced level, if you will. That turned into an organization called PASS. And and then when we uh, got that started, we, you know, built a website and we allowed people to download at no cost to them this uh, this guideline and then a companion piece, which is a checklist that they can go through and do an audit of their technology and be able to say, you know, do they have the things in the very basic tier one level at, you know, of, of what is the minimum requirements, if you will, and then all the way to the, to the high end of the higher end of the scale, if they had, you know, more funding, what they would do next kind of thing. And so that just mushroomed on us. And now, you know, um, we have thousands of schools that have downloaded the guidelines and they are uh, starting to incorporate that. Uh, government agencies, the, both on a state and a federal level, have adopted the past guidelines as the technology roadmap that schools should use. And then we have grants that now um, 
tie into it as well so that schools that are at the very minimum level, let's say, can get funding for their district to be able to provide the basic elements of a school safety plan. And that all just, it all just, you know, grew beyond our wildest imagination, you know, from, from when we started that. So that sounds very um, convenient for, for school directors and technologists in, in education environments. But uh, from, the, from the integration perspective, uh, do you think that technology integrators are doing enough to pay attention to those kinds of standards and pay attention to what their school clients are in need of? Yeah, that's a great question. So, so what we did was we created an MOU, a memo of understanding that in a partner agreement with PASS. So, so any system integrator who agrees to do just a basic uh, amount of training, they have to go through a training program that we do and it's online and it's pretty easy to, to get through this. But we have a training program that um, an integrator can go through to learn how to use the guidelines and how to use the checklist and how to go about, you know, working through the tiers, the layers, the component levels of all of this, and to make sure that they understand when they go to a school is how to identify their gaps in security, let's say, or their gaps in their communication technology. And then by using the guidelines, the integrator can say, all right, let's build you a budget that's based around hitting all of the different elements within the first tier let's do that first and then we'll move to the second tier and the third tier and their their pricing models their cost estimates and things like that are built around the guidelines so our integrator members when they sign up to be a partner they then have been deputized if you will they've been uh, given the ability to co-brand their company with the past organization as an extension of our work is we're, we're providing the integrators with all the tools they need to be, be successful in that school environment. And what's really happened with that, Adam, is that the schools love that because they know they're not getting sold something that seems irrelevant or out of whack or too high priced or too obscure, anything like that. They love the idea that a not-for-profit organization brought in 65 subject matter experts with years and years of experience to say, this is exactly what the schools need. And we brought in uh, school resource officers, superintendents of schools. We brought in principals. We brought in uh, law enforcement professionals, school safety experts and government officials and all. We brought them all in to, to get together to create the guidelines. So the vetting process has been you know, scrutinized by some of the leading experts in the world in this in this subject matter, and they and we then provide that to our members to say, hey, you're not, we're not here to try to sell you something that you may or may not need. We're selling you something that fits right in perfectly in the the sequence of what the the past organization recommends. So, if integrators are interested in becoming, you know, a partner in that respect, what what does that process really look like? Um, and can you give sort of a time frame behind it? First of all, the integrators that want to be involved with passes, they have to be a member of either NSCA or the Security Industry Association. And the reason we do that is that both organizations have a pretty strict uh, code of ethics policy. <laughs> so in order to be an NSCA member, you've got to agree to certain things about, you know, your professionalism, your continuing education, your ethics, your the way that you you run your business and stuff. And so 
once you get over that hurdle, then you're able to go through that training program and then you're able to become a, a past partner. And so, so it's a, it's a little bit of a, you know, step-by-step process, but it's really something that, that adds credibility like you wouldn't believe to that company to have that pass, you know, badge or that, that logo or that stamp of approval that the organization gives to the integrator members. So it's a, it's a real simple and easy process that they can go through. They just go to passk12.org, our website, and there's a whole step-by-step process on how to become a past partner. And so you mentioned that there were some new guidelines recently that, that came out. Can you briefly touch on the ones um, which uh, might impact integrators the most or might be the most familiar to those in the systems integration world? You know, we started out five years ago, I guess, with our first edition. So every year we've made a commitment that every year we would update the guidelines because there's new technology uh, there's some emerging technologies that are just incredible what what they are capable of doing with like video analytics and some new uh, integrated access control technology, the um, audio equipment that we're using in schools now, the paging systems, uh, duress alarm buttons and stuff, uh, the distributed antenna systems. So we have added over the years certain technologies in certain tiers if you will, like when you would put that in before you would do the next thing. So we've added some stuff, um, some new uh, locking technology and, you know, glass and, you know, bullet resistant film and sprays and things like that that make the school safer. So every year, you know, we have a group, a, a committee looks at all the technology that's out there and puts it in its right place, let's say. And so, um, you know, the guidelines are just updated to reflect that the changes that we see out there. And then, and then sadly, they're also reflective of what the, the bad people are doing to try to disrupt the activities of a school, uh, especially on the cybersecurity side, uh, cyberbullying, um, anything that we're seeing from a, a risk or a hazard standpoint, we take those things into consideration so that we try to get ahead of, you know, what, what the bad people are thinking, you know, and try to try to be proactive in our approach to make the schools safer. So we, we're constantly monitoring this and it's just, it's been such a, a rewarding thing, you know, professionally for me, it's been one of the most rewarding things in my career to be able to do something like this from an organizational standpoint that, that helps everyone. You know, this, this is really something that when you think about schools, it, it, it touches everyone in our society, you know, so we're we're helping people no matter if they they have children or grandchildren or neighbors or you know nieces or nephews everybody has somebody in school that they want to make sure that when they send that child to school that they're going to come home and same is true with with what goes on and you know with the faculty and and the staff and everything that some of these schools it, it's a tough environment there and so we're trying to deploy technology that makes it safer. One, one, uh, one thing, a great example of that is a new law that's being passed in multiple states called Alyssa's Law. And Alyssa's Law is going to require, and this is, this is going to happen everywhere, so our members have to be ready for this, is that it requires a duress button, an emergency button, to be in that school and to be able to call law enforcement instantly. Uh, so the, the emergency responders would come to that school. They would be notified 
as soon as someone hits that duress alarm button. So it's law in Florida, New York, New Jersey. Um, they're voting on it right now in Nebraska and, you know, many places. So the past guideline picks up on everything that, that would be, you know, those types of changes and those types of advancements in what technology goes in schools. And you had mentioned something that I thought was pretty interesting. You know, when we usually think about school security systems from a physical standpoint, you know, access control and cameras, and but you also mentioned cyber concerns. And I'm curious to know what you think some of the most pressing or common cyber concerns there are right now in school environments. Yeah, well, there's there's a lot of them, unfortunately. They, you know, there's there's just so much to that question. You know, the the cyber posture of a school is such that we want to make sure that when a school buys like IP security cameras, is that our integrator members are installing them properly. They're they're securing the IP enabled device, if you will, making sure that they aren't open for people to hack in and you know monitor what's going on in the school. They aren't they aren't able to go in and disarm, if you will, the cameras or disarm the access control. Uh, so we're trying to get all of our members to have a certain level of IT savvy and a certain level of cyber awareness to where the integrator that's installing or commissioning those systems has the, the wherewithal to button that down effectively and to make sure that that people can't breach the enterprise network of the school or the school district, if you will, by hacking into a device that we would install to you know, for a, a very different purpose, let's say. And then on the on the other side of it is that, you know, cyberbullying is a huge deal with, with the school environment today. And so as part of the past guidelines is we also provide a whole, you know, section on policies and procedures, both at a district-wide level as well as the building level that talks about buttoning down the network, but also being able to work with... Uh, different social media platforms to make sure that if there is something going on, that that district has the ability to monitor some of that activity. And we've got some case studies that would, you know, and some of it is just shocking to when we see the reports from schools about, you know, what takes place both in the building during the normal day with kids on social media platforms, as well as, you know, it's even worse at night when they're, they're not being monitored and, you know, at the school. So, so we're making sure that that school has, is blocking certain websites and, you know, taking into account some of the best practices in, you know, protection of our, of our young people based on the, the type of things that they could be exposed to, you know, when they're trying, and especially now when they're trying to, you know, do school from home and things, there's just a whole lot to this. And we're trying to, help schools be as, as smart and safe as they can from a, from a cyber protection side as well. All right, Chaka, you already gave some information about the, the past K-12.org website, but is there another way for uh, integrators to get in touch and to keep abreast of what's going on in this, uh, this area of NSCA? NSCA.org is our website. and We, we have a, a connection to pass on that. Um, but the, the big thing really for now is to be mindful of safe school week that's going on. Um, you know, as, as we're talking now, and then to follow up on that after Safe School Week to help our 
you know, industry be at the forefront of how we can make schools safer from all hazards approach. So it isn't just about active shooter. It isn't just about fire alarms. It isn't about one specific type of threat to the building. It's about all that we have. You know, we we here recently got hit with an inland hurricane called a derecho here where I live. And I think like 30 schools in our town were almost destroyed by this huge windstorm that came through here. So so with PASS, it would cover what to do in those situations, what to do in case a child goes missing or something happens on a school bus or something happens in the athletic field or wherever. Um, and then we're also working on a return to school safety thing with the, the COVID, you know, with, with thermal cameras or thermal imaging and a lot of things. So I would just say, you know, constantly be looking at passk12.org or the nsca.org website. And I, I would encourage all of our members that work in schools, even if they think they're they're an AV integrator and that AV doesn't connect to this whole thing, it really, really does. And I think I think our members will start to see a lot of opportunity as an AV integrator to start to either partner with or to become more active on the on the communication system the emergency communications as well as on the the security side there's a there's just a ton of opportunity with that